Perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is the first ever pium, 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 one percent challenge podcast. Um, I really don't know how to start off. Right now, we're winging it, folks. Okay, I guess you want to introduce yourself first? Sure, I'll go first. I'm Steven Jackson. Uh, and I'm Mag D.L. We are both friends through Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, first and foremost. Absolutely. And uh, it turned out we also had a very common interest of continuously improving ourselves through uh, our jobs, through the stock market, and through any means possible. So as we were kind of having our conversations, we, we thought it'd be good to have conversations with other people about how they can improve their lives one step at a time. Absolutely. We just, we, I think we're just going to like kind of wing it for the first few times, see yeah. how it goes. Uh, I think along the way, we'll probably have some like structure, some type of organization so that we always, we always deliver some type of message, some, some type of point to get across. Um, I don't know about you, but like whatever happens, if, if this is going to be like a weekly thing, whatever happens in my life, I'm just going to talk about it because I know that somebody's going to be able to relate. Now, this 1% challenge, it, it's literally just about being that 1% here uh, of the population. All right. It's about just getting out of your comfort zone so that you can be the best version of yourself that you can be not only for yourself, but you know, if you got a family, if you got someone you care about, um, me specifically, I'm just trying to change the cycle. All right. I'm literally <clears throat> coming from a family of government assistance. You know, my father was a, still is a street hustler. My mother's still in the system. I'm, I'm 34 years old, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and, you know, I'm just trying to be the first in my family to uh, you know, I have brothers and sisters as well, but break the cycle where I change the mindset where I'm trying to build generational wealth so that, you know, the generation after me, my kids, my kids, kids, so on and so forth. We're just doing stuff like the one percent where we, you know, I just, I just want us to have options. I want to be able to not be limited to anything. And I want to be, you know, not only myself, but like for my family and future generations, just be exposed to just nothing but endless possibilities. So that's what, at least to me, what, you know, the whole purpose of this podcast is and the 1% challenge. Like, we, we are going to be challenging you folks. Um, I'm pretty sure that we'll have some type of, like, um, what's it called, where you guys can submit questions, because I sure. think that would be pretty cool. Absolutely. We, um, we definitely will want some feedback. Absolutely, man. I'm all about feedback. Like, yep. listen, just just don't be no funny dude, all right? Just don't be no funny dude, because... Uh, I know people that can just, you know, kind of give that right back to you. All right, just pay me now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, what what is what does the 1% kind of like mean to you? I kind of gave my spiel on it. Well, c coming from a math background, uh, if you always increase 1%, 1% one, 1 a day, you'll never reach 100%, but you'll always be improving, which is always a great thing. Um, I know we're both Christians, so, you know, we don't believe that we can attain perfection, but if we're always improving, we're, we can get pretty close and walk in the image of Jesus Christ as Man, best as amen. we possibly can. Absolutely. So that's that's what the 1% challenge really means to me, uh, being able to, to help as many people as I possibly can and show the light of Jesus Christ. Um, and you, you got to be able to be financially free 
um, to not really be hindered. Um, you know, you, you can probably go, well, just just go after it and God will provide. But, you know, if if he's given me the tools and the mindset to be able to to achieve it without having to ask for somebody to, to give me um, money, status, etc. in order to help people, um, I may as well use those gifts that he's given me to to advance his dude that is like world. so freaking true right so i just said like a few seconds ago that we would talk about like our personal lives what's going on and stuff like that right and the fact that you said to be able to progress one percent every day or every week or at least once a month just one percent better at something in your life without having to you like said something very specific without having to ask anybody for it this right. is you challenging yourself so that you can be better, not only for yourself, um, but for others around you that you're trying to influence. <clears throat> I was telling that thing to my little sister, man. My little sister, you know, I love my family, all right? I already told you guys, like, my family's all in the system, all right? I grew up in the city. Uh, I'm still in the city, all right? My family, we all grew up in the hood. And uh, there, there is a certain mindset when it comes to growing up in the inner city, especially... Um, if you know you've got generations of that was just inner city the hood the hood the hood i was fortunate to join the military get you know get out the hood and and join the marine corps right <clears throat> exposed me to different parts of you know not only this country but the world and i have such an appreciation for that the fact that i have that opportunity i kind of had you know i don't want to call it an out-of-body experience but i just had an appreciation for life right that being said you know, through the military and just having that discipline, they taught me, okay, you can't rely on other people to help you out. You got to kind of do it for yourself. And I was telling my sister that because my sister, she's, she's, you know, I love her to death. I love my family. I want to be very clear when I say this. I love my family, but they are not right in the head, man. Like I pray for them and it's to the point where I had to cut them off. It's like, it's true. Like I don't want to talk to my sister. I will text her. Tell her that I love her. I hope everything is okay. But aside from that, don't call me. Don't bother me. Don't, don't, nothing. Same thing with my mother. Same thing with a lot of people in my family. <clears throat> and that's only because I'm so in that mindset of breaking this cycle, just getting better. It's hard when it's all you know, complaining, you know, doing, doing the stuff that everybody else in, in you know, your same circle is doing. Um, just so that you can be around them, you know, I literally, and I don't know if I told you this, like I probably did, but up until like right before <clears throat> this pandemic happened, I was so focused on just being a better version of myself that I broke up with the girl I was engaged with and I had to move out. I was living in my truck for a year. All right. Now this is voluntary. Okay. I could have easily just rented out a place because I was working full time. I'm not incapable of working. I can hold down a job for however long I choose to. All right. <clears throat> but while I was working, I chose to live out of my truck. Few reasons. It's only me. I don't have anybody else to worry about. I don't have any kids right now. And I was in the Marine Corps. I can live out of my truck. That's glamping compared to what we did in the military. All right. Having to be, you know, nut to butt with, you know, a bunch of men who haven't showered for weeks being overseas and sweaty and nasty. I can easily live in a truck by myself. Now, ladies and gentlemen, just so you can get a visual, I'm not the tallest guy in the world. I drive a 2002 Ford Explorer. Her name is Bernadette. 
all right? I am five foot five and a half. We're going to add that half in there because I want my height, all right? You need it when you stand next to me, too. And a hush, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I was, you know, I was living in my truck, man. Like, that helped me save so much money. In addition to going to work, in addition to eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and, and ramen noodles, ladies and gentlemen, I take care of my health. I cannot be short and fat. Okay, there's nothing attractive about it. I, I cannot let myself go. So the fact that I made that sacrifice to eat PB and J, ramen noodles, like and and tuna. Which, by the way, if y'all haven't had that ramen noodles with some um, what was it? What is it? Lemon lemon garlic star kiss tuna, chicken flavor ramen noodles. It, it is amazing. All right, it's the best broke meal you'll ever have. All right, you gotta try it. I'm not even kidding. It's freaking delicious. Um, but to make that sacrifice, man. It helped me save up almost $20,000 so that I can use to buy my house that I live in now. Right. When I got that house, man, like, talk about that 1%, just that mindset. Like, I could have easily lived at my mom, right? But knowing my mom's house, like, she, listen, my mom drinks. She's an alcoholic. She drinks. She, like, recently actually just checked herself into rehab because I, I gave her some incentive with my son being on the way. Um, I told her she can't be around him if she, if she's drinking. So she checked herself in the rehab, which is good for her. But like, it's got to be more than that. I'm not gonna all of a sudden just let us hear. But could easily lived at my mom's house. But since freaking I was a kid, it was always uh, an abusive relationship that she's in. So the dude that she was talking to was putting his hands on her. They're always arguing and drinking and fighting like physically, like. The dude did some crazy stuff where, like, he put a bat to her face and stuff. And this dude is lucky I didn't fucking kill him. He's so freaking lucky. Because you already know, like, being an amateur fighter, going pro, like, I could easily beat up an old man. You know what I mean? Like, right. he is so freaking lucky. But if I'd done that, I would have caught, I would have got caught in the same cycle, the same stuff. My mom has been doing this for years. She's clearly not tired of getting her ass whooped. Right. So I had to just, like, I literally lived in my truck because of that. Also, I like doing things for myself. I hate being a burden. I know I could have asked you, dude, man, I'm living out of my truck, man. I got no place to go. I know easily you would have found a place for me. If not, crashed on your couch until I got my apartment. I might not have let you crash on my couch. Okay, but... maybe not on the couch. Maybe on the floor. Um, but, <laughs> like, I could have easily, you, I both you and you I, out. yeah, both you and I have enough friends you know, especially through Christ, to where I could have easily found a place to stay. There's, I, I could think already off the top of my head at least three people easily, I could have asked. Easily. And and that's probably, you know, out of those three, these are probably the same three people that you and I both know. Right. You know what I mean? But I didn't And they would have said to, yes. Easily, one, at least easily, one of those three would have said yes. No hesitation. But my thing was, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't be a burden to somebody. This was like, the, the decision that I made and because I made to it, I'm, I'm just like, I love being a man of my word. If I say I'm going to do something, I, I have to commit. I hate not committing to something because and then it just gives me an excuse to quit anything else I ever put my mind to. So when I told myself after, you know, breaking up with a girl I was engaged to, all right, I got to save up. I told myself I was going to house. She didn't want to do it. She didn't believe in me and all of that stuff. I had to kind of like believe in myself and not seek validation in her. Dude, I made that sacrifice and like, I'm not rich, you know, I, I still save money. I make a decent amount with working two jobs, ladies and gentlemen. I am an average Joe, all right? I'm tired of working the nine to five. I work seven days a week, but I know why I'm working two jobs right now. 
I know the end goal. And the end goal requires this sacrifice that almost every 1% has. You will not see a, a person who's that 1% lifestyle that doesn't do anything. They're right. always grinding. They're always hustling. They're always working. They've always done something Especially to attain new that goal. wealth. New oh wealth is always by, <clears throat> by and far. It never just falls into your lap. You have to be constantly moving. You always have to be constantly finding. You always have to be uh, talking to new people, doing Absolutely, new jobs, man. constantly learning, getting more and more information, and eventually you're able to attain success. And uh, I'm, I'm super excited about what we're going to be doing here. You, you've kind of really touched the main topic that I want to talk about tonight, which is mental health. A lot of people, um, you know, they... They set out on the path to become better, but things get in their way. Um, you, you've pointed out a few great examples where people don't believe in you. And you have to remove yourself from those situations in order to, um, to reach your goals. Uh, another one that uh, really sticks out in my hand is, is from uh, Tim and Julie Harris. They're, they're real estate agents. And they have a really great podcast too. Um, not a plug for them by any stretch of the imagination, but I really like some of the content that they put out there. Um, one of the things that they did was they were overweight. They decided they wanted to start losing weight. They got on an exercise plan, a diet plan, and they started losing weight. And all their friends and family said, oh, you're looking a little skinny. You're looking a little light. You want some fill in the blank. Oh, why don't you not go for a run today? You look a little skinny. And they realize that, you know, people like, <laughs> they don't like change, even if it's for the better. You know, if, if I was, I'm a little overweight myself, but if I started losing weight, you know, some people are, are going to be jealous. They're going to be, uh, it, it's going to be a strike to their system to their egos, to their whatever, and it's going to be a problem for them. So in order to, for you to obtain change, you're going to have to overcome obstacles from not just yourself, not just your own mental blocks, but people who are not going to want you to succeed. And, and you know, not to interrupt or anything like that, but a lot of people like, you got to understand, these, these people that will probably interrupt your, your growth are more than likely the people that are closest to you. Absolutely. And they have the biggest impact because they're the closest to you. And it's the hardest thing to break away from. Like it really is. Yes. So not, not interrupt. I just want to like point that out. Like it's going to be the ones that like will really just impact you the most that you're least expecting it from. It's, it's your friends and family. And that's why they kind of, uh, one of the axioms is, uh, if you if can't you be have using big words like axiom, I don't even know what axiom means, man. You you can't be doing that, man. It's like a life <laughs> life rule that's always true. Why don't you just say it's a life rule, okay? Why you can't axiom? Be like, it's, right, a, it's a word. Come on. <laughs> you know what? I'll I'll start saying really big words and confuse you. Yeah, It'll right. Be... Listen, we'll, that'll we'll help me expand one... my vocabulary. Fine, I'll take it as a challenge. There we go. Let's go. One percent. <laughs> um. I forgot where I was going with that. You're talking about axiom, that big word. It's an axiom. About what, though? About uh, the people that are closest to you. Oh, yeah. 
Show, show me six millionaires. If you're, if you're friends with six millionaires, I'll show you the seventh. Exactly. It, yeah. You're going to be the seventh, whether or not you're one right now or not. But because you're associated with six millionaires, you will more, most likely become six millionaires and vice versa. If you show me six poor people and you're associated with the poor people, guess what? I'm going to show you a seventh poor person. Exactly. Actually, you know what? So now I know what an axiom is, is because you said that. <laughs> but uh, the best one I heard so far is, you know, Big Brother Paul, man. Like he said, uh, you hang around a bunch of clowns, eventually you're going to end up in a circus. I freaking love it, dude. Like it. that is like the truest statement ever. You hang around a bunch of clowns, eventually you will end up in a circus. Like you will be part, you'll become part of that act. That's right. That's freaking crazy, man. So the important part of the mental health is you, you really, the first step towards any sort of success, Christianity, wealth, job, any of it is really clearing out your mental blocks. And uh, you got to believe in yourself first and foremost, because nobody else is going to believe in you until you believe in yourself first. So um, do whatever you got to do in order to start just with that um belief in yourself take five minutes a day to to start five minutes a week if you're if you're not doing it at all right now to to set aside time analyze what you are doing in your life and how how far you want to go in life if you're not taking any time at all right now take five minutes i mean you're listening to this podcast so that's that's going to be about an hour that counts a week. that counts so step in the right direction right it's it's uh it's a good thing to to Take a step away from your life, no matter how crazy it is. Unless it's absolute life and death for you not to, take five minutes. Understand yourself. Understand your what your goals are. What do you want in your life? And start actively going towards it. Dude, there's this one thing I wrote down. So I listened to a podcast. Again, not another plug, ladies and gentlemen, but um, they, they've been out way longer than I have. It's called Secret to Success Podcast. All right. Mm -hmm. it's Man, the guys are phenomenal. Shout out to uh, E.T. And, and I think it's Carlos, uh, like everybody on that podcast. Like you guys are just amazing. Just so you know, you're a part of my like my journey, my, you know, my my current success um, and just being able to mentally persevere what I'm actually going through right now. Like you guys will find out I'm very open, like, you know, not only open minded, but I'm just open about my life. I actually took um, a self-assessment called the DISC, I think it's called the DISC assessment or something sure. like that through, you know, through the other podcast. I found out that, you know, I'm, I'm I mean, I kind of had an idea. I knew I was this type of person, but I'm very emotional. And I didn't realize how emotional I was when I took, until after I'd taken this test. Oh, you're very, you're very uh, S type personality. That's for sure. So they actually call it a high I in that personality thing. Yeah, what is that? Um, influence. influence. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got dominant influence, uh, steady, and um, conservative, or something like that, or it's like data-driven, analytical, something type like of that. Mindset. Yep. When I tell you my high eye on a scale from zero to one hundred, I literally hit ninety-nine on that score. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. And I was like, I you believe know what? that one hundred percent. You're a salesperson, sense, yeah. you? <laughs> <laughs> right? That makes so much sense. So. Like that right there, like it's not only is it, um, 
you know, a hindrance. Like, is am I using that word right? I don't know. Like, it, it, you know, it can bring me down. It can keep me from progressing. It's also a gift. Yes. Because yeah, I can be, you know, positive and optimistic and encourage other people. But only to those who perceive all of my energy, my constant positivity as such. Because you, like you said, you have those other people that are like analytical data. You know, they're structured and they're more conservative. They're more um, introvert that won't take yep. my high energy as like something positive. They actually take that as like he's doing too much. It's overwhelming. Right. So I'm I'm on the latter half of the scale, the the steady and the analytical side. Yeah. <laughs> um, those two were super high on my disc assessment when I took it. Do mine is that I think the C in the disc assessment, at least for me, that that thing the the rule book gets thrown out the window. Like it's just there for a blueprint. You gotta make up your own stuff from there. So <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. I I'm I'm very much the analytical type and I I would agree that it has been a hindrance and a, and a blessing at the same time. It's, you know, as you kind of go through life, you kind of need to develop all, all those faces and put them on at the appropriate time. But, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you're definitely a, a high I person. I can see that 100% every single day of the week. And they say, uh, if you're not those things, if I'm not an I, I'm not a D, then it's good to have those people in my life just because yeah. you need to know how to interact with those kind of people. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. I was literally trying to figure out how to put together like my team. So after I did the assessment, I had a one-on-one -on -one coaching session um, with this guy, Jorge, and he told me these are the type of people that I would want to kind of like compliment and help me get to that next level, which I think, if I'm not mistaken, I got to go back to it. I got to look at it, but I think you fall into that category of being with the within the S or the C category that I need yep. to kind of keep me level, like not get let's overzealous. About, let's talk about the one time uh, recently <laughs> that I helped you from being overzealous. About what? What, what stock or was it? I forget what stock you were playing, but you're like, I'm going to go big on this one. And I was like, don't do it. I've made this mistake. Oh, don't man. do it. Hey, that's right though because like dude i so I, we mentioned it we trade the stock market um like we truly have a passion for it. the financial freedom that it can provide for us to allow us to do anything we want which you know for me and him I, and i, I don't want to speak for you but you know I, I i feel like we're both family men you know where we want to spend time and devote to our family because it's it's just something that nowadays, like, people don't get an opportunity to do, man. Everybody's on social media. Everybody's face is in the phone that nobody interacts anymore. At least that's how I see it. And I'm yep. huge on family. I helped raise a little girl since she was one. She's going to be 13 years old next month. Her name is Princess Ariana. She will always be my princess. All right? And I make sure that I devote that time into her. But she's getting ready to move. And I'm getting ready to have my firstborn son. I still want to be able to devote that time, that energy that, like, I swear, this is just stuff that they, they used to do back in the day. Like, I'm only 34 years old, and I'm like, dude, stuff was so much, I don't say easier, but simpler back then. Yeah. People weren't stressed. You weren't, not nothing against therapists. You know, some of you are really good at what you do, but, like, now I feel like everything is a freaking hustle. All right? Like, again, nothing against therapists. You have helped. There's a couple people I know that are currently going through, um, 
uh, a senior therapist that is just like, all right, you're, you're helping them. You're doing right. Like, I'm not knocking y'all. I just feel that instead of having to pay somebody to talk about your feelings, you used to talk be your about family. your feelings. Yeah. It used to be the family. It used to be your friends because you guys would have those bonds. You would argue. You would share good times, bad times, but you would work through it to have that understanding of one another. Well, it's kind of the, the funny photos of uh, um, you're just kind of talking about the, the photo where two people are sitting at the da- dinner table at uh, a date and they're texting each other. <laughs> just look up. That's freaking sad, they're right there. man. That's freaking people sad. People will do that. Like, I already told you guys, I already talked about my life. I don't care, right? Because I know that there's somebody else. Like, I'm not the only person on this earth going through what I'm going through right now. So, the girl that I got pregnant, she can only communicate through text message, which I'm cool I can do up until a certain extent because through texting, you can easily misinterpret somebody. Yep. What I choose, as far as a word that I choose that can mean excitement, you can easily take it. And you, that same word, you comprehend it or understand it as something that's, you know, threatening or, or negative. Sure. Right? I'm all about conversations and trying to get back to that because when I use that word, if we're face-to-face, now you can hear the tone, the inflection in my voice and see that it's actually meant for positivity. It's probably right. meant because I'm saying it happy. I'm saying it excited. Right. You know what I mean? And that's one thing that, like I said, man, both you and I, like, listen, you're going to get the yacht, okay? I'm going to get the jet skis to pull into the yacht. Well, listen, I was kind of joking about that princess yacht. Yeah, and listen, <laughs> it's 95. Hey, I don't even care. I mean, get, get, listen, you're going to get the yacht. You're going to call it Princess Yacht. All right. No, th- th- that is the actual yacht that I ever sh- send you the video is a, a super yacht. The princess. You didn't send me a video. Oh, man, I got to send you this video because that's that's where it came from was this princess yacht. Um, the X95 or something like that. Hmm. That was the model, and it, it's an $11 million yacht. <laughs> get it get it listen let's set that let's set this a goal we're recording it right now it's a goal so you get the princess yeah i'll get the jet skis to pull in but one of my goals <laughs> not even kidding man if i can do it by this time next year it's ladies and gentlemen i want you to understand i set goals just because it gives me something to work towards right now i don't think i can do it but i want i want to push myself to actually see if i can attain this goal i want to get a Mercedes Benz, I think it's like S uh, S something. So I work at CarMax, folks. I sell cars, and people are selling their cars to us all the time. It's the AMG model. When I tell you this thing was so freaking sexy, this guy was selling this car. I'm like it, it had like maybe nineteen thousand miles. It was a 2016 AMG, and huge engine. Everything was like automatic, like it was like a spaceship inside the car, and it was comfortable. Like I, so I test drove the car because part of the buying process we got to test drive and make sure there's nothing wrong with it, no noises. I turn and the seat starts to hug me, holding me, <laughs> making sure that I don't get out or fall. Dude, when I tell you that was the sickest thing ever, I was like, oh my god, this car really loves me and made sure I was safe. <laughs> like it hugged me as I turned, not both sides, just the side that I was leaning towards. Right. And then I turn the other. I'm like, oh, my God, this thing is so smart. So <clears throat> that's my goal. This time next year, I don't care if I got to finance it. I don't care if I got to lease it. I will be driving a freaking whatever year at the time that's affordable for me in my price range. I don't care if it's like 10 years old. I will get me an AMG Mercedes Benz like that thing was so sexy. 
I'm sure it was. As I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna look it up here. So, in order to for you to attain your goal, the first thing you need to know know is, uh, kind of the goal. You know the initial goal. We jokingly have said the Princess X ninety five or whatever it is for me, eleven million dollar boat <laughs> to yeah. buy. That's ridiculous. <laughs> but you can break it down. How much do I have to start with today? You know, if if my initial budget for for doing uh, a business uh, investments, um, real estate, it doesn't matter what it is. If you have it, a goal that you want to attain, you can break it down to the simplest thing for what you need to do today in order to start uh, working towards your goal. And let's say you just have $100 and you want to do it in, into the stock market. You know, first, your first goal should be, all right, I want to be able to make it $1 a day. $1 a day. That's 1% on your $100 that's in there. Yeah, it doesn't sound like much, but now you've become consistent. If you can do $1 a day in the stock market on your $100, you've become consistent. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge part of obtaining your goal. Because now it doesn't matter if it's $1, $10, $100, $10,000. doesn't matter. At all. It's just scaling at that point. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have that consistency to start, it doesn't matter. If I have a million dollars to put into the stock market today... And I can't be consistent with it. You're gonna, you're I'm gonna, gonna have a hundred dollars tomorrow. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like that's crazy. Cause I, so we kind of came up with the idea to start. Did you explain how we came up with the idea to start the podcast? I probably missed it. Well, uh, I don't think we we came up said the idea, but I think it was for um, for me at least to to maintain consistency and to add that extra layer of, um, you know, accountability because, uh, sometimes I will make those dumb decisions. Even if I tell you, I'm not going to make yeah. them. <laughs> was this going to be like focused towards the stock market in addition to life and stuff? Like was it centered around the stock market? It's going to be, I think it should just be in general. Okay. 1% All right. Cool. I just want to make sure. Cause like that's actually how we got started because we because we always text each other about the stock market, you know, the plays that we're looking into our trades. We both have different styles as far as trading goals into the stock market. I'm a day trader. I have my certain pattern, my certain criteria to look you know, for when I'm day trading and you're a swing trader. All right. Long term, my patience is is no, I cannot do swing trading unless yep. I know it's going to make me that much money like in a, you know a 24 hour period versus a few minutes like if i gotta wait two three days then it you know it's got to be worth it for me all right aside from that right. speaking of which did you see the stock uh the ticker uh m-i-r-n well that one hurts a little bit that one boy what did it do one... today i didn't I so didn't, i think I it reached this it. high i think it's gonna start uh the short sellers are finally gonna or at least the uh, bears are gonna take control because it um actually let me see Cause I think it started trending sideways all the way to the evening. So Monday, it, it may be another squeeze, man. It may. Uh, that one hurts me the most because <laughs> you and I kind of discuss every once in a while and uh, I'll have bought something and then have sold it off for a loss. And the price at which I bought it for and the price it is when you bring it up to me is like <laughs> five times what I bought it for. And it's like, oh man, what, what am I doing with my life? Mm -hmm. So 
that that's some of the issues that I'll I'll experience with swing trading is uh I'll buy something, I won't look at it for like two, three weeks, and then it'll have lost me, you know, fifty percent and I'll sell it or it'll get stopped <laughs> out from my my stops and uh then all of a sudden, you know, two months later it's going crazy, it's going gangbusters and <laughs> I sold Marin at like $2.02 per share that I had it at. And dude, that's the crazy part about it. Like Monday, today is Friday, right? Yeah. Friday, this July 2nd, 2021. All right, Monday, it was at, it was trading at three bucks, like $2. All right. Friday, today it hit its highs of $25.60. Now check this out. All right. First of all, that in itself is huge. Yep. All right. But the reason why I love this stock is because of the, the volume that was trading behind it. With a small account, you're in and out in seconds, dude. Even if you're out for a five-cent gain, yep. bro, millions of shares being traded in minutes. Yep. Dude, hundred bucks, five cents per share gain, right? Right. In 60 seconds? Right. Some people don't even make that in an hour. Right. Now, if you pay attention to this and you do your due diligence, you study the charts, you study, you know, what you're looking for, at least for me, like I could have been at home. I'm not even kidding with a trail stop. I'd have been at home following it. And then, just, you know what? If it kept that pattern holding VWAP, which is something that I look for, I would have never sold going into the next day, never sold going into the and just moving that ladder up, up until today when it, you know, about 25 bucks and it makes me just feel even that much more dumb because i bought it like two dollars and 75 72 cents or something silly or 75 78 i forget exactly what so i could have held for almost a thousand percent gain dude easy you would have you would have been you'd have had six figures already <laughs> i'm serious man like me i did a swing trade on this one and i already told you folks i cannot hold anything overnight it hit the pattern, and I was getting ready to close out because I, I put in a um, stop uh, limit order, right? And literally two minutes before the market closed, I was going to cancel the order, and then I saw a huge spike, a huge green candle, and it, like, it went like from, what was it, like $5 to $7 in that same minute. That's how huge it spiked, that one candle, and the high of the day was $7.20. And it was two minutes before closing. It held VWAP the whole day. Yeah. When it does that, it typically tends to gap up, which it did. I bought 100 shares. Yeah. All right, 100 shares of 720. Bro, next day I was up $2 shares. I made a little over 200 bucks in a swing trade. And all I did, ladies and gentlemen, was push a button. Made a mistake. Yeah, right? <laughs> you forgot to cancel your trade. <laughs> I, it hit it hit the pattern. It's not a pattern that I trade all the time, but it hit the pattern nonetheless. And dude, had I put like more into it, like even just holding that same, you know, just holding it just to see, because I, I am going to evolve. I am going to diversify my portfolio and stuff like that. Well, we're young traders. We're still getting better at it. We're, Absolutely. We're, uh, you know, I'm, I'm playing a little bit more with Forex lately just because it's, uh, it's more often it. It's trading 24-7 for five or six days a week. And, you know, I can go home tonight. Well, not tonight because it's Friday night. 
it's close tonight. But <laughs> you know, Sunday Sunday night, I can be looking at it. I can be trading. Uh, last night during the thunderstorm that we had, I I um, woke up because my dog got really scared. Um, I looked at USD uh, versus the Japanese yen, and uh, I almost put in a a sell order at night to. It, it had a pattern that was forming, and I said, you know, if it drops below this number, I, I think that's a good sell. So You shorted it? I, I did not that time. But, that, but that's what you were planning That was what I was okay. looking at. And I said, I'm too tired. I'm looking at this on my phone. <laughs> I'm going to close it. I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> Don't I wake up in the morning, oh. <laughs> and I look at it, and it's, it is, it would have been, I'm only playing with very small numbers in this account because there's margin evolved by by long shots. Mm. Like I, I have a hundred dollars in the account, and each one of my trades, I'm borrowing like eight thousand dollars in order to do the trade. Right, right. On my hundred dollars, <laughs> so it's like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna be very right. very careful here. Right. Um. I would have made like two three dollars on that trade just from the time I fell asleep. At midnight, if I put the stop in and then woke up in the morning, dude, like, like that's insane, bro. Like, and that's only on. It, it's not a hundred dollars that I'm trading. That was forty dollars. Yeah. It would have been a forty dollar trade with that hundred dollar account. Like, that's freaking crazy, so man. So almost ten like, percent from midnight to six o'clock in the morning. And all you're aiming for, as far as consistency, is that one percent. Yeah, like. Dude, that's insane. Like, I want people to, like, really hear this. Like, don't go big. There's no need to go big or go hard all the time because the bigger you go, the, you know, sometimes the, the harder, the, you know, the, the, the fall, right? Right. If you, like you said, man, maintain that consistency. You saw the pattern. You're going right. to stick to it. And you know what? You you did right. You were, If you don't look at it from your phone, you don't train, and you were tired, right. you don't want to make that type of trade. No. You know what I mean? Like, I've shot myself in the foot too many times where it's just like, <clears throat> all right, I got to make a trade today. I got to make a trade today. I got to make money. Exactly. You don't, make money. You don't, don't need to trade every day. Do you have a job? Do you have food in your kitchen? Exactly. Do you have a roof exactly. over your head? Do you have your situation taken care of? Yes, we want to get out of that situation, but it's not so important to not do everything consistently. <clears throat> One of the best ways to uh, uh, kind of refer back to Tim and Julie Harris is the um, they say uh, in order to be the highest level, you have to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Man, and that includes choose. and that includes everything we do, um, our work. You you have to sit down. You have to do the hard jobs. You have to you have to do all the paperwork that's involved. Even though you don't want to, even though it's like, oh, why am I doing this? There's process. There's reasons for for those things to exist. Um, you know, working two jobs in order to get everything in alignment so that you can have what you want. Um, making those sacrifices to to provide for your family. Um, uh, There's another point that I was going to go with with our stocks. You you have a system that you've got in place. You don't void your system because uh <clears throat> you want to trade you want to tra try and make money no that's mm -hmm. that's when the mistake comes mm -hmm. and yeah you're gonna lose money 
in your systems, in your uh, patterns, but you're going to make more mistakes by not following it, and you're going to lose more money. <clears throat> it's just not, not something that you're going to want to do. Oh, yeah. So how do you think, and this is for everybody that's listening, I, we get it, it's a lot easier said than done, right? But like you said, there are steps to kind of like ensuring that it gets easier, all right? It's never a, a quick fix because let's say you are consistent, you start making money. You know, when people start making money, their their ego gets in the way. Absolutely. You know, their, their pride, they start getting greedy. Like, I got I got 100000 in the bank to throw away. I'm going to go big, right? <clears throat> That's not, you didn't start with 100000 Right. You know, you, you started with what? 1000 a 100 like 50. 50. Like, no lie, like my Robinhood account, I, I think I started with 50 or 80 bucks. Right. All right. I already showed you my, 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 uh, my progress here within the last year. And then since I've been trading, what is it, like two and a half, almost three years now? I think so. Started like with an $80 account, all right? I was very picky, all right? Very picky with my trades, thinking I knew what I was doing. <clears throat> and I thought, I didn't, I didn't have, I still, even to this day, don't have like really much um, risk management. I feel like if I do <laughs> 20 bucks out of like my $1,000 account, then that's a small, right? I typically don't do the 1% thing. I just think 20 bucks is just good enough, right? So just starting with that, like at 80 bucks or 50 bucks, can't remember, like losing 25 cents, 50 cents on a trade, that thing hurt. And I would do that like every single trade because I'm like, all right, 9.30, oh my God, the stock went right up. I'm chasing it. Boom, I didn't really have a plan. I yep. just saw it move. And then 50 cents here, a dollar here. To go. Three dollars here, like I'm losing at every trade that's yep. beating me up. I'm losing, 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 and that's because right. I didn't have that plan. I didn't have that consistency. You know what I mean? So to grow that small account, now my Robinhood account is nearing its all-time highs. My all-time highs was a little over seventeen hundred. Nice. Right, I'm at thirteen thirteen eighty. All right, I almost did a day trade today, but it didn't. It didn't need it. It didn't need it. I've been at consistent. Now, what 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 happened to that? Had you purchased that trade, what would have what would have happened? If it did what I wanted to? No. What did it do? <clears throat> it didn't hit my pattern. It didn't hit my. my the... But what if you bought in? Let's say you said no. I'm. I know it's going to hit my pattern. I'm going to buy in. Oh, anyway. I'd have lost money. How much? That I don't know because I because <laughs> I'm still struggling with myself. Like, all right, it'll go back up. It'll go back up. <laughs> Like, I'm serious, man. I'm still struggling. Like, I I'll probably would risk losing a dollar a share, which, ladies and gentlemen, that's not realistic, especially when it comes to day trading penny stocks. You don't ever want to lose a dollar a share on any trade. I don't care how much money you have. Maybe 50 cents, but, you know, you want to keep it to, like, 20 cents, 25 cents, you know, a share, okay? Because those dollars adds up. Um, but what's crazier is as much as you want to risk those, because again, you get to that whole risk reward ratio. Like when I trade, I'm looking for 10 cent profits because I want something that's guaranteed. I want, I want to lock in my 10 cents per share in five seconds. I want to make sure that I'm consistent grabbing these small singles. That way when my account is big enough, I can risk like a thousand dollars, right? I can, right. I can, I don't want to say risk, but you know, put up a thousand dollars on a trade, knowing I'm about to make 
you know, five cents a share, and that puts me at what? Wherever it goes to. I can't do the math. My, you're the you're the math wheeze. You know, if I do five cents on a thousand dollars at five hundred bucks, fifty bucks, I don't know. <laughs> How many shares did you buy? That's that's what I need to know first. A thousand a thousand dollars worth of share. Or so let let's just say each share, you know, the the stock is at a dollar. Okay. Right? The stock is at a dollar. So you're up five percent. Golly, man, now I gotta break out the calculator. No, I already just did it. You're up fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. All right, cool. That's fifty bucks I made. Some people don't make that in an hour. Some people don't make that in two hours or three hours. So I just got to make sure that I maintain that consistency and not, you know, I just, like, I, so to answer your question, man, I, I'd have lost money. I'd have just lost money. Right. It would hurt my soul. It would have hurt. It would hurt because I've been on did. a winning streak too. I've been you on a winning streak. <laughs> when you, when you. And that's that's the ego talking. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's really what it is. I've been winning, I've been high, like there's, and it's, there's that dopamine hit when you win, dude. It's and you're just so like, crazy. you know what? I'm so good at this. It's there's nothing so... I can't do. And oh my God. as soon as uh, you try and take another trade, yeah, that's when all those gains you made go away, because oh. you because you'll do something like I'm doing so good, I'm gonna risk more. I'm doing so good. I'm going to not worry about the pattern because I know it's going to get there. Yeah. Because I'm so good. Look at me. I just did eight <laughs> trades in a row. You know, it's crazy. I did like eight to ten trades in a row, all profit. All yeah. profit on both of my accounts. And like, I'm looking at it like, man, 1% a day. 1%. Oh my gosh. 1%. One, and you see that ladder. You see the green. You see the green days. I'm just like, oh my God. And the crazy part about it is, all those trades are the same pattern. So it's not like I got lucky or anything like that. Right. You know what it's I mean? The like same it, it did. So that that really fed step. my ego, dude. Step. That step. fed my ego like, yo, I'm legit. I got this. I'm ready to quit my job. I'm telling people now at work, like, if I can remain this consistent, I'm, I'm going to quit my job here at the end of this year because I know I can do it. Right. I really got to have faith in myself, too. Cause I'm scared. I'm I'm scared about quitting my job, knowing that this is gonna provide my income. Sure. But I want to transition. Well, it's kind of that thing that we talked about too, with uh, taking out a loan and trading on that loan. I'm so serious about <laughs> that, man. I'm dead serious about that. It's risky, but it's also one of those things where you know you're sitting there and you're about to hit a trade, and you're like, "Well, wait a second. This is a loan payment that I'm gonna right. have to make." Exactly. <laughs> oh man. What, there was a I forget what the guy what his name but he um he created boxes and when it jumped out of a box he'd buy and then he put a trail stop on it he's old time investor before computers he had a ticker tape and uh, he ended up moving to the other side of the world so that he'd be up and working while the market was closed. <laughs> Nice, <laughs> nice. That's and it'd savage. be sunny out, so he, you know, it it really played to his mental mind. And then all he would do is he'd he'd look at the the, the newspaper at the stocks. He he'd make his charts and he he'd see if anything broke out. And then he'd call his broker and say, "I want to buy X Y at such and such a price," and put a trail stop on. And he made he and so he he did the same kind of concept. He he played with the stocks a little bit. He got kind of consistent, and then he took out a huge mortgage on his house. 
<laughs> and put it all into the market. Oh man! And it, it almost forces it would almost force you to be more consistent because you have that looming payment always behind yeah, you saying, man. "Hey, if you fuck this up, yeah, you have to work extra <laughs> in order to hit that loan payment." That's crazy, man. But yeah. it, I mean, it all it, you know. I'm a firm believer that I was put on this earth for for something big. I've always felt it since I was young. I swear to you. I felt like I was meant to make like some type of impact, whether it's to you know my city, the state, the world. I have like I'm meant to impact some people on a on a pretty big scale. Are you announcing <clears throat> your run for New York State Governor <laughs> today? No, no, not yet. <laughs> not yet, not yet. I don't think, I truly do not believe, man. Like, listen, if I ever got in that position where people would accept the way I can articulate how I how I just talk, all right? If they accept that into office, they would not be able to, like, accept the, the, the blunt and, and realness that I would just bring to the table. Like, I am... I'm transparent. I don't mean to be disrespectful or anything like that. I... I always make sure that I try to pay attention to the words that I use when I'm trying to convey a message. Um, but I also know myself that, like, if I feel strongly about something, I, I just say it. I just say what it is. So you, you, you're working towards the Winston Churchill quote, uh, diplomacy is telling someone go to hell and then they ask for directions? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what, what he said. Yeah. Mm. Pretty much trying to work on that with freaking, oh man, let me not talk about my personal life anymore. Jesus, I <laughs> can't help it. I got a lot of stuff going on, folks. You'll, we'll get into that uh, maybe on another episode or something like that. But uh, like I said, I'm, I'm pretty transparent about my life, everything that's going on. And like, I, I just, I don't want to say, I don't care, but maybe you guys can help me, Right. Right. With the reviews that you leave, the comments and questions that you, you know, you ask, I'm all about constructive criticism. Let me know what I can do to be better as a person, given my situation when I reach out to you, you know, or when, when I kind of give you a little bit about my lifestyle um, and, and just be ready for for a debate. I challenge everything that I don't understand. I question everything that I don't understand. You have to make it make sense to me for me to be able to kind of move forward or, or take on what it is that you're saying and apply it. Right. Can't, you know, can't nobody tell me, Mag, this is what you need to do. Well, why? Because you can't do it. No, don't tell me because you can't. That's, no, like it needs to make sense. It needs to click in order for me to, like I said, apply it. So I'm all for it, folks. I'm all for constructive criticism. And, and, and you know, it, I'm a firm believer in it takes a village. Absolutely. So if that helps me get to that 1% lifestyle, I may have to bite just, the bullet. Or just improvement 1% a day. It is, man. It freaking is. I mean, what has that been an hour? Uh, Yeah, we've been pretty close to an hour. We'll, we'll, we'll call it an hour. So I want to, hold on, hold on, before you cut it off, Um, I want to, like, end every show with, like, some type of, like, questionnaire or something like that. Yeah, go ahead. I just don't know what type of questionnaire we, you know, like, you know, maybe a one, maybe a 1% challenge. Like, let's challenge somebody. Yeah. 
What can we challenge them to do? I think the challenge is kind of what we talked about at the beginning of the, the show, taking five minutes. If you're taking some amount of time today, tomorrow, this week, this coming up week, that you spend time on yourself, focusing on your dreams, focusing on your goals, focusing on God, whatever it is that you want, that you envision your life going, whatever direction you want it to go, take that five minutes every single day and really like analyze it. how can I get there? I like it. I you like know, it. If if we're using your goal for, for that car, you know how much it is, call, call it $50,000. No, it's up there. It's more than that. Okay. Well, we're going to call it $50,000 <laughs> right now. You know how much it costs. We can break it down. You want it by the end of next year or you want it in the middle of next year? By the end of next year. By like the end Christmas, of next year. That's my Christmas gift to myself. Okay. So you know how much time there is from today until then. And we can break down the goal of how much you need to make in your account and work our way back. Let's do it. So it's, if it's $50,000, theoretically, how much do we need to grow your account in order to take out 50000 and have it be a peanut? Let's do it. All right. We'll figure that out. I will, I will try. I will. I will. I will write down the things that I need to do to make sure that I can, you know, reach that goal. Absolutely. So there, there's the challenge for you folks. Like he said, if you let, let, let's, so he has a dream of a car. I have a dream of, you know, just being able to keep only one job instead of having to bounce between two. <laughs> um, we all have our dreams. Uh, so if it's, you want to become a pastor, if it's, you want to become, um, an airplane pilot, if it's, you want to become a real estate agent, if it's, you want to be a real estate investor, if you want to be a stock investor, if you want to be, you know, just a guy on the trading floor, that's your goal. Absolutely. That's your dream. Yeah. I can't tell you that your dream is bad. No, that's your dream. dream. So you need to have a plan in order to get there. If you want to get there in a year. You know what? Being a pastor, unless you've already been to seminary, a year's probably not the right time frame. Maybe it's three years. But you at least know a time frame, mm -hmm. and then you can get there. It's not even the time frame. Don't set a time frame. Set, set, I mean, not, not to not set a time frame, right? Set the goal. As long as you set a goal, you know where your mark is, right? You may never like hit that thing straight on. You may veer to the left, veer to the right, fall back a little bit. But as long as you continue to keep your eye on the prize, right. you will find different ways to actually reach that goal. Right. Like you will, you know, overcome the obstacles that come with it. So, well, let's say let's say you want, <clears throat> let's say you want to be an engineer, because I was an engineer. Um, I, I moved to a different position in the company, but I was an engineer. In order to become an engineer, you have to go to college. You have to get the degree, and there is a step-by-step -step process that you have to go through in order to become an engineer. And it's you can break down every single goal that way. And as long as you know the initial goal, you can break down that timeline and have an effective timeline to say, okay, if I want to be an engineer, it's going to take me at least four years to get through school. But if I want a job right out of school, i got to make sure I'm getting internships. i got to be making sure I'm doing anything I can. So I get the experience that'll to get me there. there. Yep, <clears throat> absolutely. So yeah, definitely, folks, do that. 
set that time aside, you know, five minutes. That's all it takes, just five minutes, 24 hours in a day. Out of those 24 hours, you're sleeping about eight, nine of them. All you need is five minutes just to yourself. Take that time and, you know, if you're in the bathroom, all right, I don't care where you are, five minutes, do it. And um, How much do since, people look at their phones? All day, every day. All day, every day. Set your phone down. <clears throat> go to a quiet spot in the back corner of a building and just think about what you want. What are your dreams? Where do you want your life to go? Listen to your thoughts. Like, hear yourself speak. Listen to your heart, man. Listen to it. And women. All right? Um, do us a favor. Once we post this podcast, not only share it, but leave your comments in there. Let let us know what those goals were that you wrote down. Like, there's no stupid goal. There's so much power in just goal setting alone. Like, I think next week we should talk about, like, how we, like, what we did to set our goals. Because I got, I, I have, like, certain things that I do to make sure that I reach goals and stuff. But, you know, we can talk about that next week. Um, but... Write, write what your goals down were. And then, you know, tell us what you did in addition to what your goals are. You know, maybe we can help. Maybe other people's comments that we read or, or, you know, questions that they have, you know, they either have the same goals set or same ways of, you know, trying to reach the same goals. And you guys could partner up, man. There's, there's a saying, misery likes company, right? I'm a firm believer with the opposite, right? People who are prosperous, people who are goal-oriented, they also gravitate towards that same type of person. Absolutely. So, you know, you put that in the comments or anything like that, or, you know, um, shoot, you know, you don't, you never listen to this podcast again, but you take what we say and just go find other like-minded individuals. That's that, you know, you're 1% already ahead of the game. 1%. And we've already achieved our goal. You know, we did, we did, we sure did. All right. So leave the comments, um, you know, write, write uh, any questions that you have. Let us know what we can do to even just better this podcast, man. Because like I said, we just started. We we kind of winged it. We had an idea of what we were talking about. Like we know what, what its purpose is for. Um, but man, give us, you know, some type of feedback, you know, because we're just trying to do our part and make sure that we just reach anybody that we can help along this whole process, man. You know, if we can if we can get to the point where, you know, this podcast becomes a blessing to others, man. That right there in itself is just, it's just amazing. So, um, you got anything else you want to say? No, that's everything I wanted to say. <clears throat> All right, we got to have some type of, like, exit and intro. Maybe music next time? Well, that's what I was going to ask you <laughs> um, offline. But uh, do you want to take care of the music? you want to find a piece of music for the outro or the intro or the both? Or do you want... You to be the intro, me to be the outro, and that way we can kind of get our own flavors of music going on. Yeah, let's do that. You you can do the intro, I'll do the outro. Okay. All right? All right, so for right now, episode one of the uh, 1% Challenge, there's no music, you just get sound effects. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you get. That's all you get. All right, folks, love you. Uh, until next week. God bless.